at the end of the day, we all want to experience radical love. We all want to be seen, heard, loved, and validated. It doesn't matter if it ends up being your twin flame, your soulmate, or otherwise. And that is really the point, I think, of this entire conversation is that. And that's where you and I unite and agree on. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ancient Intelligence Podcast. You've got your host, Anya Shack here. And today I'm joined with this lovely lady named Deanna Chambers. Deanna, hi. Hi, thanks for having me on today. I'm very excited. Of course. Um, you guys, I've known Deanna for what, like eight years? A something? A long, like a long a time. A long time. 20, uh, I think it was 16, right? 2016? Yeah, maybe it was 2016. Yeah, I remember. So Deanna is an actor. She's a model. She's a coach. She has been doing amazing things for the last decade. Um, And I was very pleased to get to meet her along my journey in life while I was in LA. And it was when I was taking my first real emotional intelligence workshop where I started to think to myself, okay, I'm a little depressed. I'm not in the right relationship. There's something going on. And someone told me to go to this workshop and I showed up and I will never forget this. Tell tell me if you remember this, Deanna. We were paired up for an exercise in this workshop weekend. And we were sitting there face to face in kind of like a dark room. There's music playing. There's like hundreds of people. And you and I are just screaming to each other, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And it was like the beginning of my quest for figuring myself out. Um, And so really grateful for you um, and meeting you in that moment. Do you remember that? I do. I remember me being like, what do you want? And I'm like, yeah, I remember the whole thing. I remember just, I was like, to be honest with you, I'm like huge on self-development. So even back then I was like, what's this workshop? I can't wait to go. And I have my reservations, but once I was in, I was in. So in, in a weird way in that moment, I was like really excited to be there and wanted to figure out what I wanted and what you wanted, honestly. <laughs> Love it. What did, okay. So just to kind of get into it, um, what I've wanted always, and what I think many want is true love. And um, that's why I feel like that's such a perfect segue to our topic today. And so what Deanna and I want to talk about is this idea of twin flames, okay? And I've been really fascinated about this because people have been talking about this uh, Netflix documentary called Escaping the Twin Flames. And there's a lot of drama about that. And I'm I'm personally quite confused about what twin flames even is and what the difference is between that and soulmates. And so, Diana, I'm just going to throw it over to you. I know this is something you're you're kind of a quasi expert in. So just what is the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame? Let's have it. So twin flames are two bodies with one soul. They have and share the same soul frequency, soul blueprint, And they make an agreement before coming into this life to come back together various times and eventually end up together permanently in order to support each other's soul evolution or spiritual awakening. The primary difference between a soulmate and a twin flame is that a soulmate is someone that automatically feels like home from day one. There are a lot of crossovers because your twin flame also feels like home because they're you essentially in a different body, but soulmates, you're not going to have the turbulence. It's going to be pretty easy and you'll be very compatible. And it's probably one of those relationships that almost don't feel real because you're like, how is this so perfect? (laughs) 
and, and a lot of people who are in harmonious marriages, a lot of them are soulmates, right? The positive, healthy ones, obviously, usually are soulmates. Um, and so those are sort of the key differences and they're both great. I think in either option, once you've done your work, you're going to experience a really beautiful love in both relationships. So then, okay, wow. So then why like separate the two in the first place? What's the point of that? That's a great question. Why (laughs) are twins separated? Well, they chose that in order to be on an advanced soul journey to reach their highest possible potential in this incarnation. So it's not for the faint of heart. It is not a journey for a younger soul. It's Mm -hmm. usually for advanced souls who chose to have a pretty wild ride in this lifetime. And for two souls that essentially are kind of spending their life searching for that Mm -hmm. thing that they want to fill. And it's usually love, right? This powerful, insane love. And furthermore, I believe that twins choose to be twins because they have a bigger purpose. So that's actually the real point of it, right? They individually are powerful beings and have a purpose, but together they have a joint purpose that could only be fulfilled and satisfied once together in harmonious physical union. Interesting. Okay. So it sounds to me like the twin flame thing is there's one soul, it's split. And so you're searching for the other half for essentially. But when it comes to a soulmate, it's like, you're not, it's not one soul that's been split. It's just like your souls are buddies and they've been like together up there. And then you just like find each other again. Yeah. So soulmates are in the same soul Mm -hmm. cluster, just like twin flames. And they also made an agreement to come together in this lifetime. But as you know, soulmates aren't just romantic. Soulmates could be a sibling. It could be a friend. It could be a coworker. It could be a pet. It could be an animal. So soulmates are, they are, I guess, cross, categorical okay. in their nature and okay. um again are this feeling of home comfort safety stability okay do you think that this whole twin flame thing has kind of become more popular in the culture because i know the origination of that phrase came in this book in the 1970s that was written by elizabeth prophet um it talks about twin flames and soulmates do you think this like came about more so because people are becoming a little more secular they're just like saying no to traditional monotheistic religion. And I think that's a great question. I actually think twin flames unite. I think they are a uniting factor when presented in the right light, which unfortunately yeah. this documentary that we're talking about yeah. does not do that. And yeah. I also want to make it very clear that documentary has nothing to do with twin flames. It is to me, the way it's presented, I'm not making any absolute claims about the companies yeah. I don't know, ins yeah. and outs, is presented like a cult. So a cult, yeah. no matter what its mission is, is going to have very negative, scary tendencies and tactics to get people inside. So I think that they need to be officially on the record separated. The Twin Flame experience is not what you saw in the documentary. I repeat, the Twin Flame yeah. experience is what you saw in the documentary. Okay. There's this thing. Okay. So I picked up a couple of just like threads and claims that are kind of there that I think is what is causing people to kind of just deny this whole idea of twin flames at all. There's this idea that there are only 144,000 actual twin flames. So technically only 7,200 couples or 72,000 couples can be that. Um, so it's not a whole lot of people. So there's this idea that like, 
you're like chosen to be this thing. And if you're not, then that sucks for you. And so I think what this, what these, this cult leader has done is essentially said, if you pay us, you can be one of the people, which is such oh a, culty, which, is, culty which is definitely a cult tactic. hundred yeah. so percent. Yeah. There are theories about the 144. I've heard about it as well. Okay. I personally cannot confirm a number. And I'll tell you why without getting too into quantum physics, but bear with me. Okay. There are multiple realities happening all at once at the same time, past, present, and future all happening at the same time. This is, this is quantum physics. Okay. And so to just make a hard and fast rule on how many supposed twin flames exist is impossible if there are multiple realities. So do I believe in this current incarnation where you and I are talking that there are, that everyone has a twin flame? No, I do not. Do I believe it's 144,000? No, I do not. <laughs> I think it's for advanced souls who will eventually know and figure out that they're twins. Okay. And they're going to know it's not a soulmate because again, it's a very, it can be a turbulent journey. And you're going to know this is not feeling soulmate to me. Like yeah. this person is figuring the F out of me and I'm trying to understand why. Yeah. Right. And so this is where we cue in spiritual awakening, dark night of the soul. My life is collapsing. I don't understand what's happening and why everything no longer looks the way that it did six months ago. Right. So then you're like, okay, these are some telltale signs that this is a more advanced journey. And it's not yeah. just this person who lights my soul on fire, which they do light your soul on fire. But <laughs> okay. With some really challenging lessons. Let's put it that way. Okay. So tell me, yeah, if you are open to share, like what has your experience been with this, um, like either meeting someone that has become, or you've realized is your twin flame or, Tell me just, um, it can be abstract, but would love to hear just like, so someone, you know, so the people listening can kind of get an idea as to like what this actually feels like. Yeah. So I've been on the twin flame journey now for four years. I originally reconnected with someone that I knew that I thought was my twin flame because I was having all these crazy experiences, which I can get into now to help you further understand what this is about. So I felt an intense uh, attraction, a knowing. I was very sexually, sensually, and spiritually turned on by this person in a way that I'd never been before. I looked up to him. He was kind of like a teacher at the same time as being a lover. And I had what's called a Kundalini rising where this, it's like a prana energy that starts from the root, like down, let's call it your tailbone for general purposes, but it's really your root chakra. And the energy travels all the way up and out to your crown chakra, which connects you with God or source creator, whatever you believe in. And so that rising is an awakening of an energy that wakes you up to your soul, your true purpose, and who you authentically are. Hmm. And so this is one of the big signs of a twin flame or that you've met a twin flame or that you're on the journey. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Okay. It's Kundalini. A Kundalini rising is a big telltale sign that you're on like an advanced soul journey and you most likely have some divine counterpart out there waiting, you know, you're both waiting to come together. And, so that and, sounds like know. a yoga term, right? It's yoga. Kundalini rising is okay. yoga. Is a yoga for sure. Got Eastern it. So, because for people that are not aware of all of that, what does that actually mean? Kundalini. Kundalini is like life force energy. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. it's our prana. It's our energy. It's our, it's our life force energy that's directly connected to God. Okay. And we awaken it you can say from this person, but really your soul's just been triggered to awaken. Okay. Um, but we like to attach like a lover to it, which is not actually the point of all this. Okay. That's important. I would love, yeah. Share about that more a little bit later, but please go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and then I found out about a year later after having him in my life that he was what 
we would call in the journey of false twin flame because very clearly the path divided and he was not willing to do any inner work or uh-huh. rise with me, if you will. Right. And discuss like how this could continue or grow or evolve. Uh-huh. And so it just, I honestly, it kind of just clicked. It's like any other relationship, right? You're like, this is just not my person anymore. You know what I mean? That moment that like of clarity, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm out. It was kind of like that from a very logical, simple standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just knew, like I knew in my heart, I knew in my soul that this, I was like, he's not it. And another sign was I kept researching false twin flames. Cause I was like, something's mm-hmm. not right with this. Like, it's not feeling like it's not feeling like it's progressing. I'm not feeling an overwhelming sense of love coming from both sides. I'm mm-hmm. just feeling a lot of love, which is great. Cause that meant that like my soul is opening for a new level uh, to rise to a new level, but it really wasn't it. And so he was still kind of in my life. And then I met what I would call now my current twin. And I'll try not mm-hmm. to smile like a five-year-old because anytime mm-hmm. I talk about him, I get really giddy and I look like <laughs> a child. So my inner child's like, yay. Um, but yeah, so then I met like my current twin who I'm 100% sure is my twin flame. Mm-hmm. And um, all those things that I were reading about were literally coming true. But again, in the moment, I didn't know it. I put two and two together. I don't know, mm-hmm. seven months down the line, mm-hmm. eight months down the line. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, this is my twin flame. Oh my God. How do you know? I just knew I was driving in Brentwood. I remember the exact moment that I was like, oh my God, holy F, this is my twin. And I just remember like this rush of energy going through my body and I was tingling and it was right uh-huh. around the time that you sat with ayahuasca for the first time. And uh-huh. I was just like, oh my God. And, but I also felt relieved in a way because he was just constantly on my mind and we went, we had a like, it was very turbulent. It was like back and forth and and it just like, I was like, what? Something's up with this person. Like, this isn't, this doesn't make any sense. It was like, it just, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That was like the sentence that I could describe that still probably mm-hmm. resonates to this day is like, this doesn't make any sense logically at all. Mm-hmm. And I think like, because of the of turbulence, people, is that what it is? The turbulence, like the feeling, the spiritual connection, the chemistry, the compatibility with someone that is completely in a completely different world than me. We're completely kind of presenting opposite people. But, but that was that- like, that was what was crazy about it. So I'm like, dude, I would never, like, I wouldn't search for you in a marketplace, right? Like I wouldn't like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not that he's unattractive because he is, but like, that just was not what I've been attracted to historically, what I was searching for. And so like, there's just so many things on like a 3D, even superficial level that I was like, I don't, I don't get this. This doesn't make any sense. But my question is, cause like, you know, everything that you're describing sounds like, uh, you know, meeting someone that you're interested in, right? Like what, what? Is, yeah. What I mean, it could be a soulmate. Sometimes soulmates have back and forth, right. Running, chasing phases too, because each person's feeling triggered because they're feeling vulnerable and exposed a hundred percent. And so there are yeah. some similarities. Yeah. Um, I think, so there's a soul knowing, I think when I, when I look into his eyes, I see myself uh-huh. and I'm not just saying from a self-help perspective, like, Oh, everyone's <laughs> a mirror. No, no, no. I look at him and it's almost like this. And I'm like, huh that's like the best way to describe it is this like this it's almost like two aliens looking at each other in a in a in a foreign planet and they're like oh my god we're from the same planet like (laughs) that's the best way to describe it and you're like okay like we're literally so there's like that and then I think like even sexually it's like beyond sex you're like this still doesn't make any sense like it's like it's not something like oh yeah the best sex my life okay yes but it's, it feels like a worship session. It feels like you're connected through to God through each other. Yeah. And it feels like bliss. So like that, that's a thing. Obviously the twin flame sex is a whole podcast episode in itself. <laughs> and then there's just 
this need to like, you can be around each other and not talk. Uh-huh. Yet you're somehow communicating and then not to get real boo-boo, but like we have telepathy. Uh-huh. So okay. yeah, we communicate all the time, every day <laughs> in the 5D. And so like, that's probably been one of the most, like, I feel like a crazy person aspects of this journey is that like, we're completely connected at, like on all levels and we don't even have to talk to each other in the 3D, but we're connected and we can communicate Great. and we can feel the energy. So that sounds great to me. That sounds like two people like ready to get married. So it's not, why is that not that that simple? And this is where I get like really confused by the whole twin flame thing. Because there's usually like a third party. So sometimes twins will meet each other when they're both married or they're both in a relationship or one's in a relationship, one's not, or one then gets into one while the other one gets out of one or they live 10,000 miles away from each other, or they're from two different cultures or religions, like a Muslim falling in love with a Jewish person, but they're both. But why would God do that to people? This is why it gets really complicated. And that's why it's like, you get shame because you're like, this is wrong. You're like, no, it's not. I mean, God brought these people together because they, their souls are capable of transmuting separation. Because what twin flames are here to do is heal separation and unite through unconditional love. That is the mission statement of twin flames. Okay. is to the planet through unconditional love. And what better way than to unite two people that supposedly in the outer world are not supposed to be together or can't be together for whatever reason. Okay. So then do they ultimately get united? So my true belief, along with a lot of people in the community, is that if you have met your true twin flame in this incarnation, you are and will end up in harmonious physical union. Okay. Can I give you like a guarantee on like the exact date time? <laughs> okay. That's up to your two souls agreement. And it's also like, God also plays a factor, right? Like God's like, Hey, are you guys ready? Are you done bullshitting? Are you done? Have you learned your lessons from these other relationships, dynamics, jobs, whatever, uh-huh. sickness, whatever your karma is, right? That you're working through. Have you learned the lessons? Are you ready to wait for it? Hold this amount of love. Most people are not able and capable of holding that much love because it's overwhelming and it doesn't like you've never experienced it before. The closest thing to twin flame love that you've experienced is the love of a parent. And that's if they were a good parent, mm-hmm. this is beyond that. This is think about this as being beyond that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So of course okay. your logical brain is like, this isn't real. No way. Why do you even want to be with this person? Like this doesn't make any sense. It's probably going to end or it's not real. So there's a lot of that the entire time. And that I think is probably the crux of why it takes so long for twins to finally come together is to believe it's actually real. Okay. Interesting. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm just thinking through all of that because there is, I mean, there's a lot of, it sounds like underlying trauma happening. A lot of trauma, a lot of trauma. So a, a lot of times too, people might think they've met their twin, but they're actually in a karmic relationship. And we all know what a karmic relationship is. It's we do not. Oh, we don't. Okay. So a karmic relationship is what most of us experience. Like 90% of the population has had some sort of karmic relationship, whether it's a friendship or a lover. A karmic relationship is someone that you have an intense draw to. You don't know why you have a draw. You might have great chemistry. You might be, it might be great sex. It could be all the things or, you know, minus one or two things I just said, but you trigger each other and a lot of darkness comes out. And the primary aspect of this relationship is traumatic. If there's toxicity, there could be abuse. There could be um, people pleasing going on. 
there could be imposter syndrome being played out. So many different really deeply rooted traumas are going to continue to play out until this contract is finished with this karmic partner or situation. And they don't, for the most part, when you look back, they don't feel good. You're not like, oh my God, that was such a loving, beautiful relationship. That's not how you would recall a karmic partner. Yeah. You'd recall them as someone that you went through an experience with. Yeah. It's challenging. Mm. So that's a karmic relationship. And so a lot of times twins are also finishing up karmic relationships. Yeah. So they can clear out that trauma before we're uniting with their beloved. You can't unite with your beloved if you've got a bunch of crap in the way of you yeah. being able to best love, receive it and give it fully. Love that. That's a really great way to put it. So, okay. I'm thinking back to myself here just to ground a little bit. Um, maybe it was like four years ago or something. I remember meeting someone that I back in LA, I was just like, so drawn to, it was out of control and it was the most painful, like three months of my life. It was when I was going through the deepest, darkest, like healing moments. And I like, wasn't actually working at that time because I had like left my job and I was in between things. So I was focused fully on it. And I just remember I couldn't even sleep at times. And I realized like, I was so into this person, but it was such a terrible time in my life. And I realized this person was like brought into my life so that I could uh, essentially bring forth some of the darkness that was gone. And it was really important. Karmic partners and twin flames, sorry to pick. Karmic partners and twin flames both trigger your trauma and darkness. Yeah. They both do. And that's why there's a lot of confusion in the community. Like, oh, that just sounds like a karmic. And I was like, no, here's a great differentiating. Great factor when you're looking at a karmic or possibly a twin flame if the karma and the trauma and the drama continues on for years and years and years and years it's probably not your twin (laughs) because the root of this is unconditional love for whatever reason every time you come back together it's unconditional and you know what that feels like because it's something you've never felt before Mm -hmm. we've all felt trauma and have had toxic relationships Mm -hmm. over and over again most people right that's not how your twin feels so if, if you're not able to move past that base together, even if you're living separately, there's a good chance it's not your twin. And that's something right. that I really want to stress today is that the twin flame journey and the twin flame union is not toxic and it should not be filled the entire time with drama, toxicity yeah. in it. Yeah, love it. That's really great. Um, then it's really important for people to be able to let go once they've kind of experienced enough of, of some situation where they're like, okay, wow, I cried more that last month than I ever have before in my life. And I'm moving through something. And like, obviously this person is no longer relevant, but they were there for a reason. Thank you so much. I let them go with grace moving on. Yeah. You let, you let go of the contract, let the cord, you say thank you for the lesson. You say, thank you for the connection and you let the connection go. And that is definitely a beautiful way to close out a karmic cycle with somebody or karmic contract. That's really interesting. Yeah. I remember reading a book by, I think her name was Carolyn Miss. She wrote a book called uh, Sacred Contracts and she would, she, she talked a lot about, um, the oh, I know Carolyn Miss. yeah, I think I read that book. Yeah. I think maybe we like, you know, in our circles back in the MITT days, that was like a part of, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. List. It sounds very familiar because I know the yeah. end of the author. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really interesting. I, I, you know, for the last couple of years, especially living in LA, I was really also getting really, especially in the self-development space and getting into healing and clearing out trauma and and really coming to um, greater appreciation and just like peace with myself in this really secular way. Like I've always been Jewish, but it's always been kind of like, you know, culture, food, whatever. 
But over the past year or so, I've been finding myself getting more interested in reading the Torah and becoming a little more connected to my Judaism. And so I found that that's a whole other community in itself. And then when you talk about people that are really Christian, that's a whole other community in itself in regards to dating. And there's a lot of tradition that is there that doesn't quite seem to exist in your more secular world. Um, it's more of like spirituality and like new age and all of that stuff. What do you think are some of the, cause we're going to shift gears a little bit. What do you think are some of the biggest issues that men and women face like in that kind of secular way of life? I think some of the biggest issues that women and men face as it pertains to being in a relationship, yeah, right. Yeah. Like or partnership is simply just not having the basics down of how to relate. Mm, okay. And this all goes back to relationship with self and God. And this is really a lot of what I believe my life's work is about is to educate okay. people on how to be in relationship with oneself and God. Okay. Because if we can actually make that number one and the priority and the foundation, everything we want will come from that. And this was also beautifully put in Kabbalah, which ironically I've been yeah. <laughs> um, studying recently with David Guillaume. And he talks a lot about this too, right? If we all want more light from the creator, mm -hmm. right? But in order to have more light from the creator, we go through these lessons mm -hmm. and we have the, right, that these karmic contracts, if you will, that mm -hmm. we have to fulfill before we can receive more light. Mm -hmm. But what does, that, what does that mean? And even in the Kabbalah yeah. relationship with God and God. First yeah. and foremost, right? And so I think that's the biggest issue that we're facing across gender, right? If we're talking about genders here or yep. how you identify is that we simply just don't know how to relate to ourselves, let alone yeah. figuring out how to relate to each other. Well, let alone, like you said, throwing in religion or culture. Yeah. And you tie it back to Twin Flames, right? That's why I believe Twin Flames are here to usher in the new earth because the Twin Flame is not, it's not determined by religion, race, culture, race, religion, okay. culture, race economic status, money. It's actually people from separate backgrounds on purpose to unite us. Got it. And at the end of the day, no matter what religion you are, the whole purpose of believing in God is for unification. It's for unconditional love. It's to right heal the planet yeah. through this force. Source energy yeah. is God. So yeah. to me, it's all connected. Like yeah. I've gone closer to God because I met my twin flame. Mm. He's been, he's been the conduit mm -hmm. to having this beautiful relationship with God. And the woman I am today, I don't even, I couldn't, I, I told my mom the other day, I was almost crying. I, was like, I could, I never would have imagined that I'd be her, her, mm. who I am now today, two mm. years ago. You know, very beautifully put, Diana. I was thinking about how it sounds to me like the relationship you're talking about is one where you, the soul of Diana is engaging with the soul of this other person, as opposed to just the flesh and the human of Diana. That's ex that's a great way to put it. And it's like, yes. My soul is in a marriage, essentially a, a soul marriage with my twin. And yeah. that is the, that is the, that is the foundation for any other type of relationship that would manifest itself into our physical reality. Right. Okay. So then I guess a little controversial question here, like how do you manage the human, uh, boundaries that may be something like distance or marriage or kids or all of these things that are boundaries to like living happy and free and being together and you know all that like how do you manage that for however long it needs to be managed until you get to that eventual place well a lot of twins end up in separation so that's what you hear the big separation thing is like what does that mean separation runner chaser meaning you're not in each other's lives at all okay 
Okay. So that is like the short answer. Okay. That is also the kind of respectful answer for anyone sure. listening who might be triggered by this conversation is that a lot of twins, if they at all are starting to learn the lesson, recognize that they respectfully also needed to be separated. Sure. Right? Yeah. For various reasons. And again, if they're true, true twin flames, things are the universe, God will orchestrate whatever. God is omnipresent. He's, you know, like yeah, whatever yeah. to happen when the time is right, like that will, things will close out. It will be hard. Like it will be easy and it will work out the best for everyone involved. I truly believe that. Right. Yeah. And then you, then the path is cleared and then you come together and right. Like it's done in the right way. And I, I'm a big proponent of that too. I'm not a fan. I don't believe in any of the toxicity of the, the, the community either. Like, right. Yeah. I believe that at the end of the day, you definitely need to like have integrity, do the right thing. Right. And <laughs> Yeah. And respect boundaries when they're set because boundaries are a big part of this really this journey as well. Okay. Um, and so I think if two advanced souls can get to that place, then that's where, you know, that's when you're really gonna see, like you said, you surrender and then you let God kind of like step in and and sort of like, all right, cool, you guys have like you've done, you know, check, 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 you learn your <laughs> lessons. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, I'm ready to come in and kind of just like do 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 ready. Bam. Interesting. Um, okay. So I see like how someone that is in like mentally aware of all of this and has like, is in the community where people are talking about these things. I totally understand that. What about someone that isn't right? Someone that's just like, never heard of this before. Um, and they meet someone, they meet their person, for example. Um, like what's the difference between being in separation with your twin flame and meeting someone and saying goodbye? Well, I don't think there ever is the, the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning because okay. our souls are energy and energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transmuted. Okay. So even if you've made a logical ending with someone or something, if you have a soul contract, you will meet again. So yeah. yes, on some level, maybe it's over. Yeah. But is it really, if you still think about them? Because there's <laughs> a, a lot question. of questions I still think about, which means that that energy or that contract may not be severed and it may not have ended. That's so just really the fact that you think about them, it means that it's still real. Let's get just, into that. That's yeah. interesting to me. That's yeah. really fascinating because I can guarantee you everybody listening to this thinks about people that maybe they think to themselves in their mind, like, dang, why am I still thinking about this person from seven years ago or whatever? Why does this person keep coming up? A lot of times we'll brush it off. What are we meant to do when those thoughts come up? Like, what are we actually supposed to do with that instead of brushing it off in a healthy way? From a spiritual perspective and in a healthy way, and again, honoring all current contracts and having integrity. Yep. If someone keeps coming to your mind, and I don't think it's just romantic. I think it applies to friendships as yeah. well. Even someone you haven't talked to in a while, I'm a firm believer that you get to take action. Actually, Mel Robbins talks about this. She's like, if you if your friend comes to mind, text your friend. Yeah. I fully believe in that. And because that means it's, that's also a form of telepathy. There's like a 99% chance that person has also thought about you in a short span of time. Yeah. That also is an indication that your manifesting powers are increasing and you're able to listen to these thoughts or write these inklings and act upon them. And a mm. lot of times I'm just like, oh my God, I was just ironically thinking about you. Right. Now, right. If, if it's something that's causing pain or distress, I think holding a beat, praying on it, meditating, whatever you do yeah. is, the, is the, the right thing to do. But if something keeps coming up, if someone keeps pulling on you and it, and it, it might be a little nerve wracking, but it feels good. And again, honoring current contracts. I am a firm believer that you get to take action. Okay. I love it. That's great. That's a really good thing to just consider, um, for everybody listening. 
um, you know, this podcast is called Ancient Intelligence. It's all about tuning in, tuning out of the noise and tuning into yourself um, and just getting really clear on your truth and the ancients, what the ancients have given to us passed through generation after generation and like being more concerned with that truth than some truth from some politician on TV. Um, so I think it's really beautiful what you're saying because it just helps people uh, just quiet down and take a listen. So I love that. Yeah. I love it too. <laughs> Good. I love it. Um, okay. So before we switch gears real quick, I really want to get into modern dating um, and just like what's happening with that. Anything else you want to share about Twin Flames that's like on your heart? Um. I think, yeah, I think the thing I want to, so, so just, and I want to out myself here too. I was really nervous about this coming onto this podcast because I've even carried a lot of shame around being a twin, right. And okay. not knowing really what to do, who to go to, how to gain support. And I've suffered a lot in silence and I'm really happy and grateful to talk about it in a way where I can still honor the journey, but still be honest about what it is and what it isn't. But also just want to say that sometimes you do have to go through certain things on your spiritual journey alone. And that's really what I've learned through this is there have been periods where I just would not talk about it with anybody because they wouldn't mm -hmm. understand it. They didn't understand it. And it helped me really trust myself, as you said, tune in to my inner knowing, to my ancient intelligence, to know what the right next step was. And mm -hmm. that really carried me along the way. I did meet and still have a great twin flame coach who is in physical union with her twin flame. And they were, mm -hmm. it took them four years. So she's been a great support, um, mm. but, and, and, but a lot of this has been about just honoring that ancient soul that I am. I know that I've been on this planet so many times. I know that I'm an old, old, old soul. And I know that I know what to do. Mm. And I think had I not gone back and forth with that so much, mm. right. I think things might have turned out differently or they might have, you know, moved along quick enough, but also in the same sentence, I am exactly where I need to be in this moment. Interesting. I love that. That's very beautiful. Yeah. Well, everybody listening. Yeah. Just do, just do your own research. This is something that I've been really interested in just because I've heard that terminology so many times, especially when I lived in LA and I would, you know, be in a dramatic situation with somebody and, you know, a girlfriend I would be having coffee with, she would be, she would assure me that it was my twin flame. And I like, <laughs> was always just like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm like ignoring this. I'm moving on with my life, but um, it's just nice to hear where the origin story is, like where you're coming from, the fact that it always does end up coming back to love. And just the fact that it is all about honoring the boundaries of like the life that we live. So I think that's really um, just like respect, I think is really important. Yeah, a hundred percent. And again, like, I don't believe God brings two people together to not be together, right? Just because it doesn't look traditional doesn't mean it's not the right thing. It doesn't mean yeah. that it's not going to impact everyone around that couple in a positive way. Because I truly believe that my twin and I have a beautiful purpose together and we're going to change the world together. I fully believe that. And like anchoring into that truth and anchoring into unconditional love, that is my come from always, right? No matter what's been in the past. Beautiful. So as you're on this journey um, and going through life and just like obviously experiencing, as you said, this twin flame separation that you're in now, how are you managing dating, like dating others? How's that going? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely been dating. Um, I dated like more intentionally last summer, like summer of 2023. And 
it was hard. Cause like, I will say like my twins like always on my mind. And I think that mm. I, I definitely have given it a shot. I've definitely like entertained other people and have had some experiences, but, um, that has been challenging. I will not lie. It has been very challenging. Mm. I don't love the apps. At one point I did have a talk with a girlfriend of mine and decide not to use them anymore mm-hmm. because her therapist told her, let's look at the data. Mm-hmm. You have had the most success with men when you've met them out and about, totally. right? Yeah. Have you had any success and have you gone on second and third dates with any man that you've met on an app? She said, no. Okay. There's the data. Yeah. And it was something about the way it was presented by her therapist to her and then to me, where I made a decision by end of summer of 2023 that I wasn't going to date on the apps. And within a month, I met like four guys out. Like yes. I just, yeah. I was like, oh, here's this guy. I met this guy. Like, and I was like, this is so much better. It's free, yeah. like taking the pressure off. So yeah, I mean, I've definitely been dating and having experiences and um, collecting more information, I guess. Uh, I think my heart always goes back to my twin. And I think that has been the most, again, challenging part of the journey where I've kind of had to keep it to myself because mm. nobody gets it. Yeah. So that's been hard, but I, but I have, as I've been progressing on my spiritual journey and especially recently, I've attracted a lot of very awakened masculines. So those have been really beautiful relationships because they haven't been about romance or sex. What does that so mean to the, to the listeners? Exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. What does that mean to you? Like awakened masculine? Awakened masculine is a man who is spiritually awakening to his fullest power and true authenticity as it pertains to his connection to God. Okay. Got it. So like a godly man. Yeah. Godly man who's embodying not only traits, but just a way of being and carrying that out in physical reality in a way that, you know, integrity and loyalty and purpose and right. All these things that, that I look for in a man. Yeah. Uh, and, And the fact that like, I've been able to sort of heal my own father wound through some of these relationships has been really beautiful in recent recently. That's really great. But yeah, it just keeps, that must be really hard to keep, to have somebody in the back of your mind like that. Um, No matter what, no matter what. And then you're like hearing them because you can hear their thoughts. You can feel their energy. Like if they're going through distress, you feel it. Cause you're like, this isn't mine. You start to get really clear about your energy and their energy. Yeah. Even today I had an experience and I was like on the floor crying for probably 10 minutes. And then the whole thing was 30. That's not every day. That's more rare. That's like if there's something really intense, going on. but I know for sure it's him because I'm literally just going about my day. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow. And you can just like feel them. So it's like, right. It's like this, I've gotten used to it, but that's what makes it hard. It's like, it's not that I don't have a desire to connect with other people because I'm young and beautiful and I want to have experiences and I want to have fun too. But again, it's like, how can you deny that after so many years that it's not that it, right. That it, that it's not real. And I think that's like kind of what it comes back down to for me is huh. like, and I think like, there's like, I've, I followed a lot of different pages, right. Where they're like, Oh, well, is this like an obsession? Is this like, and I, and I've like gone down so many rabbit holes with this, okay. but I was like, no, okay. I'm going to trust, my, I'm going to trust my inner knowing. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, I like, yeah. I, I probably sound like not uh, like a crazy person. on this. No, podcast. I'm, I'm super grateful for your <gasps> vulnerability and just being able to kind of tease out this experience. Cause this is an experience that however many thousands of people feel. And so I just like, think it's an interesting niche to talk about. Um, and it's not just some plans. There's a lot of people that maybe are separated from a soulmate that they want to be with, but they're in a current relationship, right? There's so many people who are not with their person that I think on a soul level they're meant to be with. And that's, what's really sad about it is a lot of people stay in relationships because they're comfortable. 
they're afraid to be alone, right? Or they're trauma bonding and it just went on too long. And I see that so much. And I that that's what makes me feel sad because I feel like there's just like a misinformation, misconnection, and lack of relationship with self. Right. Why these relationships continue. I which see. I'm noticing more so now, obviously, because I'm I've been alone. I've chosen, I've elected to be alone and single while on this twin flame journey. I see. Okay. So what you're getting at, which I think is really important, is that you're noticing a lot of people settling or mm-hmm. trauma bonded. Um, or like telling themselves they're happy and they're not. Sure. Exactly. So they're they're actually not in the relationship that God is wanting them to be in, um, but they're staying in it because of comfort or whatever. And so there would actually be way more fulfilled twin flames if people were a little more brave. Is what Ooh, you're saying. Bravery and courage are big. So not just twin flames, but divine or divine soulmates. Right. Okay. Flames, right. Uh, spiritually conscious couples, sure. right? Even if okay. Take, well, let's just take the labels out of it, right? Yeah. What is stopping you right now from being with the love of your life? That's a great question because so many people are single and wondering that. What is it, Diana? <laughs> I I really do think it's the parts of ourselves that we're unwilling or avoiding to look at and heal. Okay. And then- Which underneath that is also where your greatest superpower lies, even right. as it translates to your professional life. Right. So it's all connected. Right. Therefore, the twin flame thing is just like one of these experiences- on your path. That, loop, that kind of brings it all together, right? Sure. Because your twin flame is connected to spirituality, to God, to romance, okay. to mentorship, to your career, because they're connected to your purpose. Okay. So the one thing, it's the one paradigm where it's hitting every single aspect of your life. Your thoughts about money, scarcity, all of it. Okay. All is addressed in this paradigm. Okay. Makes sense. So then I guess, yeah, my biggest thing, like, to, you know, coming away from this is like, uh, you know, if you're doing the work and you're like, you know, doing the best that you can and healing yourself. And then you have this like person, you know, hypothetically in the back of your mind, that's your person, but you're, you feel like limited in your life. It just seems like a really shitty situation. Like also if you're going on dates with people, imagine you're going on dates with these great guys that are awakened or whatever, and they like want to get married. Right. And like, say you, you might want to marry one of them too, but you have this other person in the back of your mind. Like, how do you square that circle? Like, how do you deal with that? That's a great question. Um, I think in a lot of cases, and I'll, I'll just answer generally, and then I'll go to myself is I think at the end of the day, like you get married, you marry someone else. I mean, I know it's not like the ending that you want to hear, okay. but I think, I'll, I think I tr- like, so here's another thing that I've learned this journey. Divine timing isn't some random date that God picks out for you. He's like, okay, yeah, January 28th, <laughs> that's the day, Deanna. Yeah, you better get ready, girl. Get your shit together. No, divine timing is also really connected to your energetic readiness. Yeah. Right. If you're still, if there's still like 20% doubt in your fields, your energetic field, as we would say at yeah. BM Hicks, love you're not going to attract your union. So yeah. I'll also call myself out and say that the reason why I would not choose to end up getting married to that person is because I would also know that what's being reflected back to me, my 3D reality is that there's still some stuff I need to get cleared out, regardless of who I choose to marry in the end. Because Got at it. the end of the day, it is still a choice. And secondly, I want to be as ready to be the best wife I can be as possible, period. Yes. Whether Fair. I wear it in sun flame, or not, or marry him later, right? Or whatever the case, that is my objective is to clear out 
maybe not obviously not every single block because I'm still alive and there's always work to do, but clear out the majority of the crap that is in the way that is stopping me from fully being able to receive and give love as yeah. fully as Yeah. That's makes my answer sense. to that question. Makes sense. That makes sense. I like the way you answered that. That makes sense. You know, you don't, you don't like hesitate in life just because this person's in the background. You still go full out living your life. I think- yeah. And, and I think to be fair, like, listen, if like a highly divine soulmate man came to my life tomorrow, I'm not, not going to date him because of my twin. Like I would tell him. Do you think that's unfair truth. to him though? Like the no, no that would tell him, I would, t- I would express that this is something that, and then it's up to him. It's his choice. Sure. If he wants to. Sure. Okay. So I would always be transparent. I would be completely transparent about what this is. Okay. And at the end of the day, if someone beautiful and fantastic showed up, I would absolutely entertain it. Why wouldn't I? I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have love. I deserve to be completely fulfilled. Yeah, totally. Um, I hear that. But like, man, that's a tough cookie. That's a tough situation. Just because like thinking about men and like thinking about how loyal men are and like imagine that your the time came for your twin flame to come back into your life, then like you would leave the man you're with. A hundred percent. That's so sad for him though. So then why would he ever marry you? Why would he ever say yes? Yeah, to but this is but this is why I don't even like to entertain that because <laughs> at the end of the day, like I fully believe that we end up in physical union, right? And do I think yeah. it's 20 years from now? No. Do I think it's 10? No. Do I think do I think it's soon? Like, yeah, I wouldn't be on this yeah. podcast if I thought it was gonna happen in like 10 years. Good. Um, but like I think again, like this is where, but like also, would it be exciting and cool if I knew the exact day and time? Like, no. Like part of what makes this so cool is like I've come so far on this journey and I'm super freaking excited about this event. Okay. And I do kind of want it to be like okay surprising and like yeah oh my god like I'm not crazy like yeah and I know that I'm not but I yeah. want to say that right like would it be fair to someone else no um which is why for me that's not something that I'm entertaining like just to kind yeah. of close out that yeah that's that's really interesting um yeah I like wish you all the best <laughs> you know like I'm so I'm scared just- about how this is going to turn out and people are going to think oh my god this girl is crazy not at all. I think you're just giving people a look into um the psyche of a woman who has been on a spiritual healing journey that believes in God, that wants deep love, that isn't going to settle uh, for settle. anything. And so I think that's really interesting. So maybe per- like maybe I don't like align to the whole twin twin flame universe. That's not part of my like life choice. That's that's OK. I still hear everything you're saying. And it's like we're we're the same. Right. Like we want love. We're just talking. Well, that's what I was going to say. So our uniting factor here is like, and this is one thing I actually want to close on. And I really yeah. hope that this, that you point this out in this podcast yeah. is at the end of the day, we all want to experience the most possible, the, at the end of the day, we all want to experience radical love. Yes. We all want to be seen, heard, loved, and validated. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it ends up being your twin flame, your soulmate mm-hmm. or otherwise. And that is really the point I think of this entire conversation is Thanks. that. And that's where you and I unite and agree on. Absolutely. I think we agree on way more than that. I think we agree on most things. And I'm I'm honestly really grateful for you and your vulnerability just to like talk about this because I think it's it's something I've thought about for a while. I've been curious about it. And I, you know, it's like it goes back to the 
the original story that I think Plato had written, this idea of um, every soulmate couple is like born with two heads, right? Like four limbs, like they're just essentially like two bodies that are born together and then they're split apart. And so yeah, it's, it's the Greek mythology, right? So they're yes. born as it's a god and, the, and they're like, you're too powerful. So we have to cut you in half. Yes. And also think about this as well. Like one of the things I want to say really quickly is my mom is ironically, not so ironically, a twin, a real twin. Oh, okay. There's a reason why it's called twin flames, right? This is journey's not meant to like, you know, ruin other people's lives or cause like drama. No, it's meant so that the people that are supposed to be together end up together, including anyone else that might've been involved, that there's someone out there for them that they get to be. That's what this is about, that you end up with the person that was for you. And like, we're twins for a reason. We feel each other's energy for a reason. We have telepathy for a reason because we're supposed to be together. We did us finally for each other in every way physically, mentally, spiritually, sexually, we were completely created for each other. So at the end of the day, no matter how long it takes, like, is that not worth it? Yeah. You know, like, what? I get it. It's a hundred percent worth it to be with the love of your life. I think. I get it. I think it's really beautiful. And listen, I, my favorite thing that you said, and this is one of the things that I just, I believe in deeply. I'm so aligned to this is like, if you're not meeting your person, then there's something like, you don't believe it yet you know? Mm -hmm. And I get that because I speak vulnerably for myself. I haven't believed that I deserved it for years and years and years. And that has been my attachment wound and my father wound. And so constantly just like wanting this thing, but not believing I deserve it has been the thing. And so coaching and healing, that is a huge part of coming to this place of peace. Like you said, that full comfort with yourself and God and um, that trust, I think is Amazing. And you've been able to highlight what that looks like through the lens of a twin flame today. So I'm really grateful. I know I'm so grateful too. And I just also want to say, just if it's any consolation, that exactly what you just said was what he triggered in me in the first part of Uh, all the more toxic part of the partnership (laughs) when we were dating officially, um, was that he brought up all of what you just said. And I didn't feel worthy and I did not feel deserving of it. And I sabotaged it. And I, yeah. was like, I don't deserve this. And it was yeah. really, really challenging and really, really painful, but it led me back to myself, back to God. And on this beautiful spiritual journey I've been on for the last probably hmm. two years, and I would not redo it for the world. Cheers to that. That is very beautiful. And you know what else this makes me think of is like the last, my last thought here um, is there's a lot of single folks out there right now, right? But what this conversation has helped me identify even more, or just kind of hit the nail on the head around how like, yeah, maybe more people were married 60 years ago, but way less people were deeply, deeply like intimate, deeply moved and deeply in love. And so I think I'm excited to get to the place where more and more people find their sacred partnership. That's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. Um, so however we can help people do that, I'm here for it. <laughs> that, and that's exactly what I feel my purpose is definitely to rewrite the paradigm of love and the way we've been taught it. I would like to destroy mm-hmm. it. And I'd like to create a new paradigm of what yes. of what we think, believe, and act upon as being a sacred partnership. Mm-hmm. So taking titles out of it, that's 1,000% my mission. Mm, that's so beautiful. Okay. So as a parting note, if everyone, I mean, I love that people have been able to hear you, feel your energy. Diana is such a, such a beautiful soul. Um, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to book a session with you, if they want to just more of you. 
Yeah. So I am currently focusing my coaching practice on serving founders and entrepreneurs. So that handle, which I just started today, which is exciting, is called Scale Inside Out. So it's all about scaling from the inside out. And then my personal page is at Deanna Chambers. Um, and you can literally DM me on either one. But yeah, you can book a session with me. And I'm currently, I'm currently, um, I've opened up my one-on-one program in my my coaching business. So I'm excited to chat with anyone who feels called. Love it. Thank you so much for the chat. It's been very beautiful and cheers to sacred partnerships. Yes. Cheers. All right, you guys, um, this has been another great one. Catch you on the flip side.